0: Entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard, and now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a profit and business strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides your growth. And I want to share these strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan. I'm really excited to have two special guests with me today. Sean Fields is a 33-year industry veteran, a columnist, and a published author of Quantum Lean. He has contributed content to many industry publications. Sean is also a licensed professional engineer and a certified Six Sigma Black Belt as well as a certified QMS auditor. He has worked in several states and countries at a multitude of environments that range from mass production to mom and pop uh, shops. His perspective on the industry enables him to offer unique approaches to business issues. My second guest, Dr. Michael Sanders, with a career that began as welder's apprentice, who would have thought, right, and includes stints as CEO and president of food, energy and distribution and high tech, Dr. Sanders draws on his vast array of experience to serve as co-founder and business advisor for Beehive Fund, a nonprofit organization dedicated to assisting industry. With the, uh, with the excess of th- 30 years in the field, he has worked every phase of supply chain with a wide variety of companies on organizational structure and psychology, strategic direction and culture, and systems and processes optimization. Along this journey, Dr. Sanders and Sean Fields have collaborated extensively over many years to refine the framework and delivery of their lean methods and have achieved consistent and proven success with their endeavors. Wow, I am super, super impressed to have the two of you here with me today. Thank you and welcome to Profit With A Plan podcast.
1: Well, thank, thank you, Mark Marcia. Yes, All thank, right. you, thank you for having us.
0: Excellent, so we're here today to talk about how business owners can, you know, to, to dumb it down in the simplest manner, how can we reduce waste and increase our profits? Mm -hmm. So what is, what are, what's probably your, your, your best idea? Well, better yet, let's explain. How do people, what are some of the ideas that people can use to reduce their waste?
1: Well, uh, uh, if it sounds okay, I'll begin. Uh, Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, it's, and it's true for both Michael and me, but starting out in lean 20 years ago, the, the thing we discovered is that when you and it's an ironic thing, but when you try to attack waste directly, you end up being extremely inefficient when you attack waste. It's actually the best way to get rid of waste is actually looking at it in an indirect way, and, uh, and so I'll, I'll give you an analogy. Like, let's say you're in a war, like in World War II, for instance. When we were fighting the Germans, you could target all kinds of things. You could target an Air Force base, you could target a, 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 you know, manufacturing facility or a town, a radar installation, you know, tons of different things you could look at. But the one thing that we really prioritized above everything else were ball bearing facilities. Because in in a war machine, if you don't have ball bearings, you're out of business. Ball bearings drive everything. You can't have a radar, you can't have a tank, you can't you know, there's really, you can't produce guns. It's, it's, the, it's the one common denominator to everything that, that exists in a war machine. You know, and, and I don't know if people think about that much, but it's the fundamental unit of an industrial society. Now, when we do Quantum Lean, the insight that we've got is that the time that a product or service spends in fulfillment is the fuel that feeds all waste. And so if you target the time in fulfillment for a job, for a, for a widget, and look at that, and then attack that, you will kill waste indirectly. And it's a much simpler way of going at it because we don't really see many people look at lean that way. In fact, I personally haven't seen any people look at lean that way. They'll claim they
2: do, but they don't.
0: What do you think about that, Dr. Sanders?
2: Well, I fully agree and uh, it makes perfect sense. And I'd like to add a little bit uh, to it from the standpoint of uh, quickly defining what we talk about when we say about uh, quantum lean and uh, go ahead and forward with it and try to connect it to profitability as your uh, uh, your program is about. Well, um, targeting the actual Uh, rod that stirs the drink, so to speak, is very critical. And Sean is right on the dot on that. That's been the basis of our whole view for over 20 years on transforming organizations of any size, any type, in anywhere in the world, to what we call profitable growth. Because we believe growth costs, growth is expensive, growth basically suppresses the profit. But With our system, you can literally make profit as you're growing. And it's very against your your, your gut feeling. Wait a minute, how does this happen? Yes, it happens. It happens very successfully. More importantly, we go towards simplicity. When we are simpler... Suddenly your profits are clearer. Suddenly your path is clear, and it becomes much easier to really have your days. I remember my days when I started my first business. I've had seven, eight different businesses in different countries, actually. And when I very first time I started my business, I was sixteen years old. I had six different uh, partners. There were seven of us. We were making pressed. Uh, uh, shelf bases those 90 degree angles that you see in the sh- in, in the consumer store we were making them in a in a very very tough environment where the cows and the horses were in the stable and we had taken one <laughs> stable. <laughs> we would produce it in there you know but we were poor and the fact is we stuck with the simplicity and addressing what is really important Because everything is actually follows through when Sean talks about ball bearing, everything is follows through your focus is clear, your path is clear, your objective is clear, meaning your goal and your 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 achieving of what you need to do and where you need to be at what time is very clear. So it becomes very, very important to look at these things less complicated manner. Um, I had my first mass manufacturing company. Uh, back in 1990, I went to it and uh, at some point I was in charge of a couple of hundred people. But the fact is, I didn't know much about it. I started learning more and more, connecting what I had in terms of schooling to uh, the way the operations work in business. As an entrepreneur, I really didn't have much experience in the United States. Prior uh, business ownerships, uh, the last one I had was in Turkey prior to that in a couple other countries. But the fact is... It's really critical to focus on fulfilling what it is that you're doing. If you're going to be serving a dish in a restaurant to a customer, it takes time to do that. There is the pre-dish making that we call production of the food time. That time requires for the waiter or waitress to go talk to the people from the standpoint of we enter as a customer greeting us find the table sitting at the table offering water whatnot coming and later on taking the order all of these activities take time then you go to the back in the kitchen and you have your chef receiving this and then the crew start putting the uh, food together that's the production time after that is the is ready? sitting there for the waiter or waitress to come on and bring it and serve. That's the post-production time. This is whole time combined. We call it timing system or fulfilling the order. Now, if the order is fulfilled in less time, ironically enough, your profit has direct relationship with it, goes up. If it's served in longer time, Equally, it goes down. It's very, very simple. So, when you look into the objective or the goal or the product or the end result, in this case, is a servant of a dish to the customer. That's the end result. When you look at that to be fulfilled, you realize there are a lot of things that we all do, unnecessary things we all do. And then we bring it back to the actual area where we prepare and start serving this and there are lots of it's not just one order you have 10 20 orders coming at the same time how do we align them how do we prioritize them the key word that sean just used becomes really critical many times we just stick with our gut and say oh this is the way we've done for many many years and it's been all right but we don't really look into do we want to make short-term profit Or do we want to make long-term profit? That's really critical because you set your system in a way that grows profitably. You don't put yourself in a situation that you have to go borrow and borrow and borrow, but you put yourself in a situation slowly growing, building the profits, eliminating the borrowing of banks or whatnot at some point, and then moving forward at the same time growing and growing. That is the philosophy we come about. It's really important to internalize the time element. Time is something that all of us relate to all humans in all over the earth. If you ask them, what's the most important thing to them, really internally thinking about it, they're going to say, if they're adult, they're going to say time because we are running out of time, you know? Right. <laughs> so what can right. we do in this short period of, we have a limited time. What can we do? The same thing goes to the service. When the service is fulfilled, There is a limited time to serve that. If I don't get as a customer the service I deserve in the time that I thought it would happen based on the promises or structure of the provider that I really agreed on, then next time I'm not going to come back. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The person or the provider may make a lot of profit off of me at that moment, but it's not going to happen again. So it's critical to identify do we want profit momentarily? Do we want profit to grow with us as we go forward as our market and customers expand? Yeah. So we go to the latter. It's important to put all of these in a system and focus on the time element.
0: Yeah. Great, great okay. point on that. Because I think it is so important that we look at business that it's not just today, but it's today and tomorrow to create the right. strength in business. Yeah. You you gave us some outstanding commentary on how the 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 normal business in the view of the restaurant just came Mm -hmm. in so sean you were going to say something i didn't mean to jump in ahead of you
1: oh oh, no no yeah no problem uh i mean the thing that i'd expand on there as well is it's a common rule in restaurants that you have to have uh, at each table, you have to have three sets of customers sit down at that table in an evening if the oh, restaurant sure. is going to stay Sorry. afloat. Sorry. Sorry. That That is totally related to the thing we're talking about is the time and fulfillment. If you look at everything and drive everything off of that issue, then you can also get the proper sense of priority on what you need to work on for improvement and get the most profitable uh like approach to improvement. Because any business has a ton of things to work on. And something that you and I talked about earlier is that uh, one of the governing equations of business is business equals problem. And businesses have have a 1,000 problems to work on. And so how do you decide which one carries the priority? But if you let the time and fulfillment drive that priority, you can create the stage for your business to not only become more profitable, but much more viable. Because I think any restaurant owner or any business owner could say, if I can take the same amount of resource, but instead of three turns, I can get four turns. All of a sudden, what might be mildly profitable will turn into a cash cow. And And the approach of quantum lean goes right at that. But it has real subtle differences to other lean. And I will argue, well, I would actually challenge somebody if they're thinking about addressing lean, which is a great tool. I would almost challenge them to look at other books, but I don't want to waste their time because you look at other approaches to lean. They've driven it from a mass production idea. And at the same time, they've made it way too complicated.
0: I was just going to say that. I don't know how many times I've looked at this, this, um, this idea of lean and thought, yeah my head's going to explode. <laughs> Wait a minute, right. there's too many things going on for me to do it. And why I thought that this was such a fantastic opportunity to have you two on mm-hmm. is because you made it so simple. Right. It is just simply a matter of time. And Correct. time that it gets from the production to the delivery, the time that it's mm-hmm. sitting right on your desk. Yeah. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's where that's where you can make yeah. improvements. And yeah. I loved it.
1: Well, no, that's, I appreciate that. Like, and I'll, I'll just bring up one quick point. I'll leave it to Michael, but uh, I was, you know, Mar- Marcia and I were talking earlier, you know, a week ago and for the people that aren't familiar with lean, one of the things they love to talk about is they love to talk about attacking waste and waste is in eight forms. And so like the, the my first thought is, okay, <laughs> now I have to learn to recognize waste in eight different forms and attack those things. And you're going, let's just look at time. That's one thing. Yes. And so right there, it's it's like a very good way of attacking. It gives you priority. And if you attack eight wastes, you actually have no sense of priority on those eight wastes at That's all. True. You have no idea. And so you've just, I've got a thousand things to look at in this business. Now I have to categorize them into eight wastes. And I also have to now decide, okay, what comes first, second, third? Quantum lean approach will collapse it into just time. The time will tell you what you need to work on out of those thousand things that any business needs to do. It will tell you what are those top two to three things that will really get you great impact. And that mm. that's, that's the thing we go after.
0: I think business owners often forget, you know, yeah. the, the folks that I work with, they're yeah. such in a reactive process they're, right. they They, yeah. they, they created their business because they knew something and then they wrapped this business around them and then they went off charging after customers and, Delivering the products. So they know chase, deliver, chase, deliver. But they don't think about the methods and the Mm. strategies that they can Mm. put in place now to make that smoother, faster, stronger, better,
2: more profitable. And so that's
0: that's why this is such a fantastic conversation.
2: I'd like to add a couple more uh, items to our conversation. I think it's important to also uh, mention that I personally uh, have had uh, pleasure of meeting a lot of small business owners, ton of entrepreneurs in my career. And uh, whether I was uh, a volunteer help to SPDCs, SPAs, establishments, or even uh, different uh, organizations that deal with different industries, whether it's food industry, construction, or manufacturing, or whatnot, I've always been helpful, tried to do my best. Uh, we at our nonprofit, Beehive, always welcome folks who are small businesses we call them micro business if they are 10 employees or under if there are mm-hmm. 25 or 50 we call them small and of course small has different de- definitions by commerce department if they're under 500 employees they're small but my goodness <laughs> so it becomes very difficult we have helped all of them and one thing that I really really like to emphasize on business owners especially the ones who are doing well in a way and they don't have much debts they're making their profits they're going by their days to look into the ability that they can actually bring to the table and say look I've been doing this for a while I've been doing this for a long while and every service that I provide or every widget that I make has certain profit in it that I'm making But if I don't change my methods, if I don't change the way I have been doing this for years, stay with the same as I have been doing, that means I'm basically putting myself out of the competition because Mm. other competitors are not going to sit around. They're going to come on and catch up and go beyond. Because I already have this success, it's the best time for me to make it better. Often this becomes very difficult when we deal with folks coming and talking to us They say, well, we're already profitable. We're already doing all right. I do want to make a little bit change, but I don't want to touch too much. I don't want to
0: mess up. I don't want to shake the building. They're so afraid of change.
2: Exactly. But that's
0: really important that you stay and innovate. Innovate yes. your processes, innovate yes. your your abilities as well as your products so. that's
2: right that's right. you have to have that if you don't have that innovation, that new look, that new way of serving or providing what you need to provide, then others are going to pass you by and you don't want you want to lead at least stay with the leader that's mm-hmm. the least we want you to do and here comes the idea of okay, time we all agree in that. what about? what it is that really makes this time work well when you serve the customer. At the end of the day, you have to serve the customer and get the feedback from him in the form of cash, so Mm -hmm. you can circulate that cash. So we believe it's critical to look into, you said the magic word, Marcia, better. Better comes uh, scientifically and uh, statistically and engineering wise. When you look at in the literature and in practice in the world, The term better refers to the quality of the outcome. Outcome can be in the form of widgets or goods or in services, right? The quality is important. When we talk about quality, we always take quality over quantity. To us, it's very simple. Mathematics, yes. If you want quality, you have long-term profitability. If you want quantity, you have short-term profitability. Then you die. It's really important to understand that because quality actually reduces the time and system of the fulfillment. And that's the beauty that people have never been really come across to really understand that because we are brought up no matter where you are. And I, I speak eight languages. I've been in many different countries and I know I'm telling you this with culture to culture, business to business, industry to industry. I know for a fact that people always say time is money they always say that but nobody really I've come across to analyze and think about it and I say what do you mean time is money I understand if I lose time I'm losing money now but I really don't understand what I'm I have to do all the things that I have to do and we say wait a minute you're losing a lot of time in here but the reality is this no matter where you are you're brought up instinctively that You can have only one of the three elements when you're looking for any product or service that you want to employ or or buy. Either you have quality and you give up time, which means it's going to be slow, and cost, which means it's going to be expensive. Or you don't want quality. You want fast. It's going to be maybe okay, not very quality. It's not going to last. You can't rely on it too long. And if you want fast, it's going to be expensive. So now you got mm-hmm. fast, expensive, and low quality. If you want cheap, we are brought up learning. If you want cheap, that's what, we, that's what you get, what you paid for. You, know? you want cheap, it's going to be suffering the quality, and it's going to be uh, fast. Uh, and, and, and I mean, you just lose. You can't have all three. Quantum lean is very simple. tells you you can have all three and eat your cake. This goes against our gut. You see, it goes against what we are brought up with. And it's very difficult to internalize and understand this because reduction in time makes the quality high. And I'll give you an example. When we talk about quality, when a product or a service is slow or wrong, you have to redo certain things to make it correct. When you redo something or rework something, the time expands. Now you have longer time. That means you didn't save time. The only way you can have the lowest time is if the quality is good enough for you not to rework, not to redo, you see? Therefore, you do the thing in the first place right. If you do it so the quality is there, you don't have to expand time and redoing it. So you just save time the quality is high. Guess what? Because you save time, the quality is high. It costs you less. You can have all three. Isn't that amazing? That's fantastic. i give you one example. <laughs> I'm going to give you one example. This is going to be a little bit, uh, and I will use, because this is a fact, I will use the name. when other people uh, really connect to this. I recently had issue with my uh, uh, internet. And so I contacted my provider. And I will tell you, I'm going to say this because, I want to say this. It's AT&T. I have been with AT&T for a long time. As a matter of fact, 22 years. So very long time. Now, AT&T comes and tries to give me better service. The cable that I had, which was for fiber, I called three weeks ago. And they said, well, we come on and take care of that in two, three days. And then it lasted a week. A week later, they come and they realize that cable was very wrong and that they need to put a new cable. Three weeks later, I have now less effective, poor quality uh, communication, or in this case, internet service, than I had before when I called and complained. Isn't that amazing? So what does that tell me? They took a long time. They gave me poor quality. Even though in this case, they haven't charged me because I'm already paying my monthly fees anyway. The result is I'm not happy because I am going to go to another provider. Even though I've been with them for a long time, this instance just ISIS, my decision. I am done with that because now they lose their long-term customer. Therefore, longevity of the profit is not there. It's example of a huge provider, but actually it does apply to very small businesses, businesses that have uh, operations with, with four or five people. When you are dealing with the product or service that you provide to the customer, if you ensure that is something that I will use as the provider to my highest of expectations in terms of quality, I guarantee you, you will not only have the customers come in all the time repeating, but also they'll bring a wave of people with them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: when you say, okay, I have all three. I have the quality, I have the time, and I have low cost. Now your profit margin is high, really, mm-hmm. really high. I hope this helps.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that it is so important um, for any business. The goal of business is to create a customer. If you're spending all your time creating customers and not mm-hmm. keeping your customers, then you have a problem that's <laughs> going right. to cost you a lot of waste. So right. that was a great story with your at and so I think, um, so let's talk a little bit more about some of the waste that we can um, eliminate. When we're looking at time, and you said that time will produce the, the waste in the, in the top two or three that we need to focus on. What could, what could a small business owner look at um, today and recognize that, that it could be waste?
1: Well, uh, if, if we're going uh, to the restaurant example, uh, sure. one thing uh well one thing you'll see at a restaurant is uh especially if it's really popular is you'll see long lines mm-hmm. and to me a lot of businesses seem to think that may, having a long line makes them more attractive to mm-hmm. to people because oh, we look popular but you know the thing about it is that you're losing that turnover in the business because that's that's all that line is a symptom of and so if you if you look at things that are going on when the customer goes into the restaurant, like they're seated, uh, order there's a certain amount of delay between when they're seated and when the order's taken. The yeah. orders taken, the then there's a certain amount of time to get that to the to the kitchen. There's a certain amount of time that that ticket waits in the kitchen to even get started. and you and you look at all these elements, but you find ways like you see what's the biggest source of time in that sequence and then you say okay what are the reasons that those that that's occurring like for example if a ticket is waiting in the kitchen like that's that's where most of the time is is that the kitchen's overdone you start peeling back and you go okay why is the why is that big pocket of time taking place and you you start kind of figuring out okay maybe it's due to the fact that my expediter doesn't have a good method maybe there is a resource problem maybe my techniques are not very good, maybe my menu needs to be simplified, or maybe mm-hmm. my mix of product isn't really you know, fulfilling quick service in the kitchen. And then you start working on those things, but you use those pockets of time. Like for example, if most of the time you find if you're following a customer is that they're just waiting for the waitress or waiter to come take their order, you start peeling back on that and figuring out what's going on there. And then you use that to drive your improvement.
0: I love it. These are all analogies that every single business owner can look at because we all go out to eat all the time, <laughs> right. and if we're we know that there's an empty table, but they haven't sat us there. So then my mindset goes, well, maybe the kitchen is backed up, or maybe there's not enough waitstaff, mm-hmm. or or whatever. So that line out the door is not always a good sign. So I That's like right. that. I like oh, it's that.
1: A, to me, it's it's a terrible sign every single time because sure. it may it means you've really not. Uh, taken seriously the the discrepancy between the the amount of people arriving and the system you've created to fulfill that. Because if you really take that seriously, that line ought to be very short to non-existent. And you can serve every conceivable customer that'll show up. Because, I mean, think how many times people have looked at a line and go, I'm going yeah, to have to blow that off. <laughs> just Just that. But the other thing that happens is that every kind of cost multiplies with that line because Mm. what ends up happening is you have to have more of a facility. You have to have a bigger parking lot. You have, because if you have more customers, more staff, more
0: supplies, more uh, food, right? right? But
1: you you have to have more staff to attend to those people and keep them Mm -hmm. happy. And, you know, a lot of restaurants will think, oh, well, they'll sit at the bar and spend money on drinks. But, you know, the fact is you're, uh, I think that that's a questionable assumption. Maybe it's true, but I doubt it, but most people are going to just sit in the line, but also, but, but think about it, like, yeah, every utility has to go up. The people have to sit inside all, all kinds of little
0: cost, expenses cost of go up. Good. Yeah. The yeah. cost
1: of business goes way up. And so if you can figure out a way you attack the time and fulfillment, you can actually get more turns in the restaurant and then you've made the investments you've, uh, kind of laid down you've made those actually start to crank more money out as well and Mm. customers are happier like michael says the customer doesn't have to wait they get their food great and quick and they get out the owner's happy yeah they they get out yeah exactly warm but they get out with a good meal and fast the 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 ownership is making more money on their investment and i can promise you the employees are going to be happy because if you create a situation where things flow, the job actually gets easier. Because to yeah. me, when you're dealing when when employees are having to deal with problems, which will occur when people are having to wait, and there are all these problems you're having to address, you know, customers will come. Yeah, like, I've oh, got to leave. You, I got to You either. Can you get me in a little faster? And and it just <laughs> and it just multiplies from there. You actually mm-hmm. create that win-win-win situation that Michael detailed.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, love I want it. to, uh, Marcia. I want to make sure that uh, your audience also. Uh, Uh, understand that we are not just focusing on lunchtime crowd for restaurants. There are some restaurants may, or some people may say, you know what, I want to go there and relax and stay there three hours and Mm -hmm. just enjoy the atmosphere. And, you know, there are certain restaurants like that. I understand that. And their prices are accordingly, of course, adjusted. At the end of the day, they're going to be leaving. But satisfaction is the most important thing. And no matter where you are, no matter what type of expectation you have as a customer, if you are satisfied well, you're going to keep on coming back and talking to others to to bring more people with you. And that's really the idea. We don't want to discount certain restaurants that... Have very high ambience and, uh, you know, people want to go there on a Friday night and spend two, three hours mm-hmm. and after the meal have a couple of after dinner drink and discuss things and we understand that. Mm-hmm. But even then, you have the opportunity to turn it over three, four times. So that's what really we are talking about. You can rotate I these think- tables and turn them.
0: I think the system matters in every, every industry. I mean, whether you're, yeah. you're going in to get your nails done or you're going yes. to a doctor's appointment. Gosh, how many of us have ever oh, yeah. said, my doctor's appointment was at 1030, it's now 1045, and I'm still yeah. in, the, oh, in yeah. the waiting room. Then you yeah. finally get a room at 11, and then the guy doesn't come see you until 1130. And it's like, my time's just as valuable as his. Why <laughs> right. couldn't he get his process done better you know whether you're delivering a product or a service uh you're you're a print shop and you're you're trying to get the printed materials to the person that ordered it it's it's the expectations the customer has of getting treated properly and 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 at a fair price and and the whole thing and these yeah. Your your points, I can just, I'm, I'm seeing them in so many different areas of business that could yeah. be improved yeah. by managing yeah. the flow of how yeah, long right. the everything you sits. See,
2: and now you see how easy it is to really gain competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Once you have the mm-hmm. mastery over your time fulfillment of the product or service, you really have undisputed, yeah. I would Definitely emphasize on that. This is undisputed competitive advantage you have over your competitors. Let me ask you, and I don't know if you have done this kind of uh, uh, statistical analysis or any type of analysis on your audience. Can you give us an example of uh, uh, one of the audiences that may be having more uh, of, let's say, cluster of audiences in your in your you know, uh, overall, uh, overall listeners which type of business that you can give us an example. Maybe we can also break that down a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, we only have a few minutes left, but I'll let you guys tap at that um, briefly. So let's use, let's use an attorney, for example. Um, I have an attorney that that is in uh, in my business practice as well. I have a couple of attorneys, but I talk a lot to attorneys. So they have um, the, the, the challenge of uh expertise and so they think that only their expertise can be traded for time and that person insists that oh but i'm buying you um yeah, you yeah. know to to serve me your expertise so
2: yeah. um i let think that I they, become a-
0: the, they become the 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 plug in the funnel that's
2: right that's right let me see if i can yeah. take a shot at this sean and uh sure. I, I look at attorneys or accountants in the larger scale services, just like even universities or colleges. They their services. I look at them in a very simple way. There is the issue of uh, the time and system matter. Let's say you have a case. You go to an attorney, and the attorney agrees to take on your case. There are certain time embedded in that case. If it goes to the court, wherever you are, each court, whether local or state or whatever, they have. Uh, they have their own time bounds. You have to follow that. You can't really move that much, unless you have really excellent relationship with the judge. That put, that's, a, that's a different matter. That's but a whole put, other put,
0: thing, right? That's
2: right. That's right. But in general, you have to honor those timelines that they have set forward. Now, beyond that, most attorneys like to uh, take a client, and I'm not saying this by no means to to uh, bash them or or. or say negative things about it. I like attorneys. I've had my set of my own attorneys. I've always been uh, learning from them and they are fantastic. But when an attorney takes a case and uh, works on a case, they like to get the most out of that case, which everybody does in business. I understand that. Equally speaking, it goes to accounting and goes to uh, even larger scale universities. When you look at what the objective is. The objective is to take that case and complete it. There's going to be a certain time in system of that entire thing. So uh, first of all, preparatory uh, actions, collecting the information, then discovery case, say uh, discovery phase and go on 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 and on and on. All of them are going to accumulate time. Now, my question is, would you rather have that time shortened or elongated. If I'm paying the attorney by hourly, then it is to their advantage to make it longer and longer, right? Yeah. But here is my argument. If they make it shorter, this is the idea of quick, short-term profit versus long-term. If I have an attorney, I'm paying them by the hour and they make my case fast and they take care of it faster. Let's say I expect eight months. They did it in six months, for instance. And that can be easily drawn out through what we call Uh, time-based product diagram. Now, if we can do that shorter, long-term would be, I as a client go tell everyone, this attorney is fantastic, is awesome. Now the law firm gets more quantity of clients like me to come in as customers. So they have more and more cases to to deal with. That's more money, more profit. And often some of these cases are, similar so your discovery and preparatory work is going to be clustered the same thing you do to all right Mm -hmm. so versus if i'm paying them hourly and they say you know what this client's paying hourly he can we know their finances he can afford it another hundred hours or so versus me staying in the system longer now i stay longer and longer and at some point i get frustrated Get frustrated, okay. You know what? We have to do the next step, next step, and it starts stretching and stretching and stretching. I'm unhappy. I didn't get what I wanted to, even though they made well good money short term. I'm gonna go out and say to whoever I know, don't even step into their office exactly. (laughs) So they lost the long term, you see. So it's important to really look into perspective, you can have really sound process where you are very sensitive to these time elements at every step of that process. And then you prioritize what is the step that costs you the longest time. Then you can start shaving that off. Mm-hmm. Once you shave that off, the whole time yeah. in the system becomes reduced. Yeah. Now you're giving the client and the customer mm-hmm. the excellent service that they reserve because there is the quality, yeah. there is the short time, and they spend less yeah. less money. Yeah. And, and I would add to that as
1: well, is that a case, you know, a case sits in a court for two years, they're not working on it all two years. If if you're right. lucky, two percent of the time is actually a billable is a billable hour on that two years. And mm-hmm. so the, the long story short is that the more you can compress that two years, you'll use that billable hour much more effectively from the standpoint of the law firm because people don't have to juggle 2000 balls because, I mean, I don't care who you are. People can't multitask. People think they can, but they can't. And yeah. the more, the more multitasking you have to do, the longer it takes you to do each individual each task. task. Yeah. And to me, if you can shorten the cycle of a law case, yeah, your your staff will work much more efficiently, but you can build the same amount, and so it's, mm. and and you get the cash quicker as well. So yeah, it's, right. it's, if you apply quantum lean ideas, it works everywhere, every time. You know, it just does. That's
2: right.
0: Great example, gentlemen. This yeah. has been a wonderful conversation. I, I I thoroughly believe that I found some different ideas to look at flow and getting and eliminating the waste um, in in any business that I can mm-hmm. see. I can totally. My mind's now shifted towards it. So gentlemen, where can listeners uh, get a hold of you to find out more information about you?
2: Well, let me go uh, take a shot at that. Uh, We are, we both work for a nonprofit organization called Beehive Fund. You can find us uh, on the internet, www.beehivefund.org. And you can easily contact us through that. I can also give you my personal email address. I'm very open to folks to contact me. My first name, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L at BeehiveFund.org. Very simple. Yeah. I always return my uh, reply and return my, my my contacts, and and I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Sean, go ahead.
1: And and you can reach me at s.fields, F-I-E-L-D-S, at BeehiveFund.org. And okay. if you want to find out more about Quantum Lean, yeah. uh, there's, there's no better place to go than then buy the book. And I I'm gonna ask you as a favor, Michael, because I don't have it in my reach. But you have you have a copy of the book in your reach. Yes. If, if you sorry. can if yeah if Maybe. you can show, if you can show <laughs> it. If if you can show it, but you can go to Amazon.com or Barnes and Noble or Books a Million. But I, I tell, tell you what, what, yeah if you can hold it yeah if you can hold it up because oh, the the cover is really he okay, right, right, right but but the well I'll tell you what the cover is pretty cool. And so that's why I wanted Michael to show it. Ah. But, the, but but the inside is even better. Yeah. So, ah, love yeah, Michael. I yeah. love it. Now, oh, yeah.
0: see, look at that beautiful book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very nice cover, but to me, the interior is even nicer. So I just want to, I want to give people a little (laughs) enticement to to purchase it. So
0: congratulations gentlemen on creating a book. Uh, I myself wrote a book uh, two years ago. It was a challenge. I've, I've embarked on my new book right now. So Mm -hmm. it's, I, I I totally get it. It's, but it's so fulfilling when you finally finish and you have this baby that's done. So congratulations on that. That's awesome.
1: Well, congratulations back to you as well. (laughs) Thanks,
0: thanks. Yes. yes, Okay, great. Well, thanks, listeners. I hope you found an idea or two that you can put into your business that will help you increase your profits. So considering what's happened over the last year plus now, um, it's more important than ever to create your own profit plan to have a thriving business. So to help my listeners further, I have six uh, tips to help you create a thriving profit in any condition. You can go pick those up at my website at trajectorybiz.com. And as always, we'd love to hear any of your questions, feedback, or ideas for future shows. Please subscribe and comment today. I'm sure the gentleman will bounce back on those ideas and comments immediately. So, And and you can catch Profit With A Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, gentlemen.
2: Thank you.